Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, and he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you want to be a part of the show, all you have to do is hit us up on social media at game day CLE on Twitter or Instagram. All right, Daryl, as promised, the Browns pulled off a win today, according to my friends at 538.com. That means the Browns have a 9% chance. Uh, as of right now, there were still games to be played on Sunday. But as of the time that we're recording this, a 9% chance to play beyond week 17 because I'm not allowed to use the other word. Should the Browns beat Cincinnati next week, that number, that number skyrockets to 24. Should they pull off a win, another win after that against Baltimore, that number then rises all the way to 35%. I could keep going forward if you want me to. And in fact, I will because that takes us through week 15. I'll take you through week 16 and 17 just to get you up to speed on everything that could happen there. So then you would have New Orleans after that, and that would take you up to 43%. And again, if the winning streak continues like a miracle from you-know-who, that would take you up to 64% if you beat Washington. So let me stick Pittsburgh in here for the last one. And if the Browns should win out and make it to a Week 18, they have an 86% chance as of this moment. Daryl, I know that's exactly what you wanted to hear. But realistically, as of right now, they have a 9% chance. Your turn. So the last time the Browns won five games in a row was 1994. Okay. The last time they won six games in a row, 1986, when they won their last five of the regular season and beat the Jets in the playoffs. Now, the last time they did this within the same regular season, you have to go back to 1972. Uh, Just for a little frame of reference, that's 50 years ago. I was not born yet. Uh, the last time they won seven in a row, which in your scenario here, that means they went out, right? That'd be, yeah. That makes seven in a row. We hadn't landed on the damn moon yet. 
Oh, the I was last born? time. 1968 is the last time the Browns won seven in a row in the season. Now, to your point. I was not prenatal. I was postnatal, just so you know that. I'm happy for your natal. So Thank now, you. according to the National Football League, whose metrics I value very strongly here. Okay. Are you ready for this? Because this is painful for me to say this right now. Considering oh, this is going to be good news. Good news for Browns fans. Go ahead. The Cleveland Browns are officially in the hunt. Here we go. Here's here's where things stand right now. The New York Jets are in the seventh seed. It's seven and five. Okay. A half game behind them right now. The Chargers that nobody cares about in Los Angeles. Right. Followed by the six and six New England Patriots. Your Cleveland Browns are now in the 10th position, up not one, not two, but three positions. They are up from 13 to 10. They leapfrogged the Raiders, Colts, and Steelers. Wow. So they are currently 10th in the AFC Right now, mathematically alive. I feel like this is what we do every December, right? The Cleveland Browns in mid-December are mathematically alive and not eliminated. Also, another little fun note, even though Deshaun Watson absolutely sucked on Sunday, it was good enough to officially eliminate the Houston Texans from playoff consideration. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. All right, I'm going to give you one more percentage. If for some reason the Browns could win out mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh defeats the Ravens next week. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if the Browns win out, they're okay. in. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, if the Browns win out and Pittsburgh beats the Ravens, then their odds go up to 92%. That's just one it, game. Because then that would give the Browns four AFC wins, which completely changes some oh, of these – uh, Conference tiebreaker. What's your season? level of confidence of the Browns winning out, Daryl Ryder? None. Okay, I live in this in little world I like to call reality, not fantasy land. It ain't going to happen. I'm, I'm confident it isn't going to happen. I'm guessing they can pull three more wins off this season. I, Maybe. I don't know, though. After watching Deshaun play today, I'm not. I'm not. I, I said they're going to finish four in the season. They're going to finish his six games, four and two. So if you count the victory, the Tampa Bay victory before that, that's five and two. Right. And then you're going to say it's really too bad they blew the first part of that season because they'd be in the playoffs. Um, but I I don't know that we want to see Deshaun Watson in the playoffs right now just because of he's got a lot of things he needs to work through. Um, and, and, and rust or whatever you want to call that from the layoff, it is very, very apparent. But, yeah, it's – yeah, it's um, I guess I got to say the Browns are back in the hunt now because journalists. Wow, I can't believe you just said that. I just can't say that again, please. The Browns are back in the hunt. We have four more days, five more days to say that. I think oh, yeah. six, maybe yeah. at the most. Well, if they just so you know, if they lose to Cincinnati next week, they're dead again, right? Okay. Yeah, 
I think we're going to go back and forth. Then there's going to be a mathematical formula with six different teams doing something different, right? Where they could get back, and, and then you'll be doing your five thirty eight examinations and and this that and the other and 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 doing what we've done since nineteen. Oh, I wasn't wearing any gloves when I did my five thirty eight examination. Can, I'm sorry, can, uh, contorting ourselves into believing the Browns have a chance at anything but another draft pick, but they don't have a draft pick this year. So I guess this is the only like we don't have a Super Bowl next year. Our Super Bowl is gone. There's no first round pick next year. Yeah, I'll get used to it. Um, so Daryl, I'm just also looking at this saying, um, you know, what did this do to the other numbers? And it wasn't like, uh, yeah, they got some good rushing yards today, and that oh, Nick, yeah, Nick Chubb was great, eighty yards. And Nick and Kareem carries. picked him up today. Kareem, you know? fifty-six yards, nine carries. Um, you know, but I, was that I, a I, liked buy- the, I liked the little end around to Harrison Bryant. All that that was good. Uh, you know, Schwartzy had another six-yard carry. I mean. The, the running games, like, so <laughs> the Browns outgained the, the Texans 304 to 283, right? Right. They outgained them on the ground 174 to 82. So back-to-back games for the run defense that they did not uh, give up the buck 50, which had become like the new benchmark. Right. They got killed in the air 201 to 130. But I'll say this, there, the, the Sione Takitaki injury is something we're going to have to watch. He's the third linebacker to go down. Remember, they lost uh, Anthony Walker for the season. They lost Jacob Phillips for the season. Hopefully, this injury to him is not that severe, but it is something to watch. They can ill afford to lose Taki Taki. Daryl, I didn't hear anything in the postgame. Did you hear anything more on Taki Taki, or did he say anything at all about Taki Taki? And I'm wondering, I'm sure we'll get some kind of update because I wasn't, when they took him off the field, I wasn't quite sure. What was going on there? Yeah, um, me either. And uh, I, in between writing words and coughing up lungs, um, if you give me a second, I will uh, look to see here what the latest. Sione Takitaki has a knee injury. Knee. That's the official. Ronnie Harrison head, Anthony Schwartz head, David Bell hand. So that's your official injury report from the game, but Taki Taki is the one that we're going to have to really watch here, Andy. Cause I think that if he misses any uh, length of time, I think that that's rather significant. Um, and remember they, they <clears throat> had been given him more and more responsibility too. And that's why that becomes even more significant. So fingers, cr- I mean, obviously fingers crossed, everybody's healthy and okay, but especially uh, Sione Takitaki because uh, of the fact that they've already lost two starters at linebacker for the season, and uh, they can ill afford to to lose a third. And what has happened every time they've had injury at linebacker, the run defense goes goes right off into the tank, and they just absolutely get destroyed on the ground. So that's that's why I bring that up. Um, Little inside info that I heard this week, um, and it came to fruition during the game, or at least they attempted to. So – <laughs> Sorry, I this is why I wasn't surprised. I was told that um the chemistry with Demetric Felton and Deshaun Watson was pretty good in practice and that um Deshaun likes him. That's what I was told. This is all off the record stuff. So um I heard that <laughs> not and anymore. They, no, not anymore. But I was told that and then they went after him once this game. So it made me think, well, maybe it maybe part of that is true. Well, now what does that mean? Well, they might get him involved Brown. in two plays. Farrell Brown had one catch for 11 yards, and he was also a Deshaun Watson favorite, too. 
So it'll be interesting to watch those two guys. Just even, I mean, not even whether it's inside info or not, it doesn't make a difference. You would see. Let's well, say, I look, think we see that a lot when you see guys that are working with the second team. Although, you know, if you see, they they tend to find their favorites when they get to the first team and they have the opportunity to find those guys. Yeah, and this is why you can never get excited too much about practice. Practice. What you see in the videos from practice from Deshaun versus what you saw on Sunday from him, two completely different things, man. Practice is not game game action. Um, so uh, when now it's interesting that you we mentioned both those guys when we talk about team building going forward, right? Donovan people Donovan Peoples Jones, I. I did not figure him to be a prolific returner. And guess what? I think the Browns have a punt returner. I I, I I mean, he has been really, really good since stepping into that role. He's got like, he's got almost 200 return yards and now a touchdown. Um, by the way, that streak is dead. 2015, Travis Benjamin, the answer. Isn't that crazy? Looking for 78 yards against the, uh, I think it was the Tennessee Titans. Um, that's now been kind of, you know, that's been wiped away. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to, they finally, they got a, they got a freaking punt return for a touchdown. Things I thought I'd never say again in my life, Baskin. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm going to leave you with this thought here as we wrap up the show, and you say things you never thought you'd saw. Uh, only because I've been following you on Twitter the last couple of days and reading your um, your comments on Ohio State getting into the Final Four. I mean, they needed a lot of help to get. They needed Utah to win. Beep, beep, beep. Does it still beep, count? Do you still get a check? Back the you know what in. <laughs> and and listen, I am the biggest Buckeye shill. Ohio State really is the only sports related thing that like I can actually enjoy. Right. And, and like I'll yell at my TV when I'm because watching. they've been good in your lifetime and you don't have to really well, no, them. because I have no affiliation with them whatsoever. I have no responsibilities. I don't have to cover them. So I don't have to be objective one iota, but they beep, 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 beep. They backed into the college football playoff and I'm not complaining, which might've saved Ryan day's job. Although if he gets his ass kicked by Georgia, get him out of here. Come on now. Georgia's been the best team. And Georgia's a, a worthwhile number one. You uh, know my thought coming, was right? you know what's coming, right? Well, uh, my thought was if they pulled Michigan, if they had figured out a way to get themselves up to I number three. Sure they were getting I thought for sure they were gonna match them up with Michigan. That's wow. why, that's why I went the other direction. And guess what? I was right. Well, I was hoping. Well, look, if they get to play Michigan again, they've earned it. I mean, really, that's where where they sit and we'll see what Michigan does against TCU too, because TCU played pretty tough and that was Michigan's going to destroy TCU. And I think, think Georgia, so? and I think Georgia's going to destroy Ohio state. 
So we are in a closing course for Georgia, Michigan. And, I would love, and, and love, Georgia love. is going to just absolutely curb stomp John Harbaugh or Jim, Jim Harbaugh rather. And then I'm going to root for Jim Harbaugh to be hired in January by an NFL team so that Michigan goes back in the crapper and Ohio state. Will get Man, the I, heard a lot of, I heard a lot of Ravel Buckeye stuff over the last. I know days. I would, but why would you leave Tennessee if you're him? I am telling you. Mike Vrabel would take that job. I think he would take. He would that take job. Ohio. He would give up. I, I'm telling you, if there, it, it, look, if Daryl, if you had something to prove, and you wanted to go be a legend, he could be a legend. Right now, he's an NFL football coach who's in a really good position where he doesn't have to recruit. Right. Mike Vrabel could be a legend, a legend, if he goes to Ohio State, and then I would think that. He would be motivated to surpass a few of the previous coaches, one in particular. Oh, really? That is my That's your take on it? All right. Well, my, I, take. my take on it is that I because things are going well in Tennessee. And I would I not be mad if Rabel was the head coach. Oh, I wouldn't either. No. Uh, first of all, I'm thrilled that Brian Hartline is staying at Ohio State. I, I think he is a head coach in the making at some point in his career. I think he's a really, really good coach. Um, just You just look at the receivers he has churned out and you look at how well um, uh, they perform. Um, I'm a big Brian Hartline fan, but um, I would be surprised. The only way I could see Vrabel leaving Tennessee is if stuff isn't going well, like if, and that could, I mean, that could be possible. They could be winning and, you know, he just maybe is, uh, you know, tired of the NFL stuff or whatever. I, I, I would love it if, if, uh, if Ryan Day got switched out with uh, Vrabel, I'd, I'd have no problem with that. I'd be okay with it too. But I, I'm telling you, I really, really, really like Ryan Day. By but the way, it, how about Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin? Uh, good for Luke. I, Luke's a great guy. And you know I, what? I, I, you know, I knew both those guys were covering. And since we're on this college football kick, yeah. good, good on Colorado for hiring Deion Sanders. Good on them. I, I, because I think he has. I grew up watching Deion Sanders and I, I never in my wildest dreams ever thought like he was a coach and just watching him on NFL network and stuff like that. Remember he would do the prime call-ins with the, the, you know, the players on, on phones and stuff. He'd do the FaceTimes or whatever from stars, to the games. I never, I never in my wildest dreams thought he was, he'd be a head coach, but what he did in, in, in such a short amount of time at, at, uh, at, at Jackson state. And then, uh, no one, no one would hire him. And for Colorado to, 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 to do that, I, I think that's great because he deserves to move up. Um, he's earned that right to be considered, you know, for the, for a bigger job. And I think given a couple of years, Colorado Buffalo is going to be back in the picture here especially with the Pac-12 disintegrating the way it has and USC right. and UCLA coming over to the big, whatever they're going to call this conference. Uh, still be the Big Ten. You they can't call it the Big Ten and have 50 teams in the conference. They do. Well, Maybe they'll just call it the, the big. education you're going to get at these institutions? Hey, we're the Maybe big it'll conference. just be the big. Teams. It'll just be the big. Oh, so um, Let me give I, you a Deion Sanders story here. Oh, go ahead. Go, finish no, your thought. Go ahead. I, I'd rather hear well, it. I, okay, so – 
I've, you know, I've been lucky to interview a lot of people over, you know, 25 plus years, whatever. And Deion Sanders may have been one of my favorite interviews of all time. He was playing minor league baseball. Uh, I think he was in Louisville. And I know he was in Louisville. And they came to Columbus to take on the Clippers, who um, the Clippers were playing, you know, were the Yankees affiliate at the time. Yes. And I walked into the clubhouse, which is kind of weird in minor league because they don't like cameras in the clubhouse and the minors. It's, it's in the bigs. It's not a big deal. It's part of being a part of the bigs. Well, I went in to go grab Dion, and I think Dion was uncomfortable when because I, I walked in there with a camera in a minor league clubhouse. And I said to him, Dion, hey, can I grab you for a quick interview? And he goes, oh, man. I said, listen, it's about um, you preaching in Columbus because he's a preacher, too. Yeah. And there's a uh, church in Columbus called uh, – it's been a while, so I'm assuming it still exists. I don't know if it does or not. It's called the Stadium, and it's absolutely gorgeous, and it's built like an arena on the inside. At least it was. It was right off of 71, and I'm assuming it's still there. And there was a guy named Pastor Forbes there that was – I went out and did a story on him because he had a lot of athletes that were going to his church to go – uh, worship and and just to, you know to, the, you, you know there's a story behind every student athlete that says I want to give glory to God in the first uh, in their first sentence and this, this is not a religious conversation this is about trying to find out you know where that inspiration comes from and what are they doing and where they so I went up to Dion and I said Dion I I want to do an interview with you I'm a sports guy but I want to talk to you about Pastor Forbes and I want to talk to you about the stadium and his eyes lit up. And I thought I was going to get like four minutes with him. I think we talked for 25 minutes about faith and life and giving back and understanding student athletes. And it was really one of those conversations that we had that I like I walked away from going, all right, I'm not going to forget this conversation because it was that good. And there's a lot of conversations we have that are just kind of mundane. This was not. And it made me a huge Dion fan when I walked away because he just seems so much more than that primetime persona that you were seeing that there's a lot more mm-hmm. there going on. So I agree with you. Congratulations for him on getting that job at Colorado. So Daryl, a lot of depth and ability to connect with people. And again, that's why I think he's going to be really, really successful. And then I, I predict that he will move on from Colorado in a couple of years to, to a major like top tier, you know, t- annually top, he Ken, could make color, but he could make Colorado. That too, yeah. He's, he's going to be in, and with the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams here in a couple of years now and all that, Hey, maybe he'll be able to really make the home at, Co- at Colorado and, and uh, be their legendary coach. Uh, Cause wait, when I was growing up in high school, Colorado, man, they were right. They were in that era. They were right there with the, uh, where we see Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State and Michigan and Mork, now. And Mork from Ork standing right there on the goalpost, every Mork and Mindy. Come on, man. That's what Colorado football is all about. How did this turn into a college football podcast? I don't know, but that's okay. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Well, there was, it was a great. lot of NFL stuff going on there, too. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. For our amazing producer, Meredith Kane, who puts up with us each and every week and has to listen to this weekly, we appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. We really, really do, Meredith. Thank you. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you want to tell us you like us, do that. Why don't you subscribe to the podcast? But more importantly, if you want to be a part of the show, all you need to do is go to social media and hit us up on uh, on Twitter and on Instagram at game day CLE. It's always game day in Cleveland.